Hello, and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers, and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson, and I'm founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency, 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Annabelle Ewins, co-founder and CMO at Appreciation Engine. Hope you enjoy it. Annabelle Ewens, uh, co-founder and CMO at Appreciate, Appreciation Engine. <laughs> it's a mouthful, isn't it? AE. We like to say AE. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and, and you're saying that you are rebranding to AE. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Annabelle, tell us what Appreciation Engine is. It's a customer insights platform. So, when we started building AE, we were noticing out there, there was a lot of fans and customers that are doing all this word of mouth marketing online. And it was very hard to capture that as a business. You know, is this Twitter person the same person as this person on Facebook? How do you piece that all together? And how do you recognize those key fans or customers that you should be focusing your energy on? So we created an engine that allows you to get your customers to basically opt in and register. And then our engine behind the scenes goes through their profiles and picks up key information that you care about as a business so that you can have a snapshot of your customer that actually changes in real time. So I like to think of it as, you know, in the old days, you get an email address and you'd stick them on a newsletter list and be like, they are forever on this newsletter list until Mm -hmm. they unsubscribe. You know, we have the technology now to go, oh, this person is actually a living, breathing person whose preferences change. And so that's what the engine does. It can track that so that you can go, oh, actually, this person needs to be segmented into this list now. And when you think about it from the customer's point of view, you know, we're tired of those emails that are the same old stuff. And it's like you open it and you're like, this isn't even... This doesn't relate to me in any way. And as a business, you need to actually strengthen those relationships with your customers and actually give them the information that they care about. I know it's a big lofty goal for us to, you know, really think about that customer relationship and being so dynamic, but it is possible with today's technology. And that's really what we're trying to help, you know, businesses do and brands is understand their customers so they can deliver them better services, better marketing messages, and in return, you know, get better ROI for everything that they're doing. So, so how did it start off? So, so you're one of the co-founders. Who's, yeah. who's your? Uh, so the other co-founder is uh, Jeff, who's our CTO. He's also my husband. And we started the business because we wanted to get into music, right? Who doesn't want to work in the music space? It's so cool. So fun. So we so much money. Yeah. Oh, yes. So much money. Yes. Um, but we started in music because um, we wanted to work with bands and help them understand their fans better, really. So we built this engine underneath it, and we raised some seed money and actually set up offices in Santa Monica. So we were in California for five years. Wow. And when we were down there, we were literally up the road from Universal Music Group. And it was that kismet thing where you meet the right person who was like, we're trying to understand our fans better, and we presented what our engine could do. And uh, Lee, who's lovely, was like, well, I don't believe you. Uh, Here's some customer data. Run it through your engine. (laughs) And we could actually show him 
that these insights so they could say see that you know a customer had signed up on the Justin Bieber site but actually the top artist that they're listening to is Lady Gaga at the moment so all of a sudden their fan insights have exploded because they're able to tailor and personalize. So wow. UMG was our first enterprise customer and we did a trial and then that uh, went to a global license. So all of their labels globally use our technology. And then um, a year and a half ago, we got Sony Music Entertainment as well. So they use us globally with all their labels, which is so exciting. And they're really trying to you know, the music industry is one of those ones that kind of didn't keep up with the times, right? The mm. technology changes. And there's a lot of innovative people there at these labels who are wanting to trial different things and, you know, really yeah. talk to fans better. So it's been um, a really um, amazing ride. But I never thought I, we would sort of end up with this pivot in sort of the customer insights layer. I really thought we were going to be direct to consumer and sort of build out these fan experiences. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, like it makes sense for a business. They want to own the customer. They want to have that direct relationship with their fans or their customers. So we're really that white label service that sits behind the scenes, helping them do that work. Right. So you, you started off um, spe specifically in the music industry. Yeah. But now you're saying you've got a much wider scope? Yeah. So we... We have, um, you know, we have about, you know, almost 64% of the music industry when you look at what's out there. What we're missing is all sort of the independent labels yeah. and management companies. And that's where we first started with AE. So it's very close to my heart. And so we're actually sort of um, submarine testing at the moment a self-service platform for those groups. Because they have said to us over the past few years, we want to use your engine. I'm like, hang on, it's it's we got to plug things in for an enterprise customer, yeah, right? So sure. we need to build you a platform so you can do it yourself, right? Mm -hmm. With your MailChimp hook-in and your different hook-ins that you need, you know, your Google Analytics hook-in. So we're building the self-service platform, but at the same time, we're sort of moving into our next vertical, which is gaming. So the idea is that, you know, we move into gaming, we start working with enterprise customers to understand the dynamics there, what are those issues that they have, and then take those learnings and then again tweak the self-service platform to suit smaller publishing houses and gaming groups so that then they can use the engine as well. And that's kind of the strategy that we've been developing is that, you know, it's that classic marketing things like understand your customer mm. and then deliver what they want. So being able to use our enterprise customers to figure out those key points, it's been uh, really key for us. And you say that was that, that very first client was, was just down to more luck than anything else. It's so interesting. Right person, right time. Yeah, because people are like, oh, did you have like a cousin working there? <laughs> or how did you? And we were just like, well, we had that perfect solution that exactly what they were looking for. And they hadn't been able to find it anywhere else. So, And they literally didn't believe that we had done it. And then we said, here it is. And they were like, whoa, <laughs> you did do it. Because it's a very, you know, it's a very complicated algorithm that's running underneath listening to all these social networks and streaming mm. services in real time. And then it filters that data. So, you know, UMG doesn't care what you ate for breakfast when you Instagram <laughs> that. Because I'm sure you do that, oh, right? Yeah. Of course. 
You must but, follow me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and they, but they do care about what you streamed while you were having your breakfast, right? Yeah. So we take everyone's data and then we filter it so that it's only the stuff your brand cares about. Yeah. And the nice thing about it is that everyone's view is going to be different. So if you look at a traditional customer profile on Facebook, if you're Coke, you were going to see the exact same profile that Pepsi sees when they look at this customer. Mm -hmm. Whereas inside of AE, we allow you to set up all these filters so that you can really understand, oh, Paul's really into um, BMX biking, right? So we want to hit him with Powerade, right? So being able to like dig deeper into that so they can be more targeted with their So this is, yeah, proper one-to-one personalized. At scale, yes, exactly. That's very powerful stuff. Yeah, it is. It's really exciting. And I think, you know, um, as marketers, we're always trying to segment and improve and precision target. But there's so much data at the moment, right? And it's like, oh, another tool and... I think part of the struggle with marketing our platform is by saying this data is actually, it's something you can do things with. You know, you will improve your open rates on your email newsletters. You are going to spend less money on advertising because it's far more targeted and precise, right? You're going to get higher click-throughs. So I like to think that, you know, with our software, really the proof is in the pudding. It's getting that social login piece installed Mm. so that as soon as that's in, the data starts to feed into the system. And I think that, you know, with the GDPR stuff that happened and (laughs) privacy, right, and Facebook and all these things, it's so important that as marketers, we're really looking at getting that first party consent from your end customer, right? Mm. So that they say, yes, I allow you to look at my data, but in return for that, you are going to give me better products and services and deals, right? Mm. And I really think that is the future of marketing. It's that that true digital handshake that we're going to have. I think that's very insightful. And uh, I think that so often what's happened is that that balance hasn't been there. That people are willing uh, to... uh, see more personalized messages uh you know and prepared to give something back uh but you know it's got to be a a fair deal hasn't it? Oh totally and I think for a long time brands to be honest the big brands haven't needed to get personalized they're just Mm. like oh we're doing pretty well you know people are buying our products they're clicking on our newsletters but with all the startups happening, with all the new brands, with Kickstarter, with everything that's happening, finally the big guys have gone, oh, I guess we do need to start treating our customers the more than just an email address, right? That's we sweet. need to treat them as individuals. So you guys have been honing this platform now for a few years. You started off in music. You started at the top and uh, working your way down. I know, funny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing the same? Well, I don't know how much you can tell me, but you're doing the same with 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 gaming uh and uh uh you know i guess as a platform you could use this for any number of verticals yeah exactly so consumer goods right uh travel i think there's huge potential in the travel market right so many people are active on social media around travel it's really limitless because Mm -hmm. the idea of the engine was always brands who want to better understand their customers So if you're a business that's like, oh, I really want to understand and segment and see improvements in my open rates and, you know, use a seated list of customers that are actually actively engaging with my brand and go out and get new customers, 
you know, those are the people, and I, and I have to say, it's probably, our system is really targeted at marketers who are already doing quite sophisticated work, right? Mm. And they're going, there just has to be a better way Something of doing missing. this. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, what can I further do to fine tune yeah. what I'm actively doing? So that's really, you know, who we're working with at the moment. And I think, you know, marketers are getting so sophisticated now with what they're doing. But there, there is that piece missing of all this disparate data. And how do you bring it into a centralized place where that customer profile is changing over time? So mm. you don't feel like you're guessing or missing out mm. on something anymore. So all of those examples you, you gave were really good, really strong uh, uh, B2C markets. Yeah. Do you think it could work in B2B? That's a good question. You know, maybe the sources of information are a bit different. Maybe it's LinkedIn feed or yes. whatever. Yes. Well, we can definitely pick up LinkedIn, definitely. It, it certainly could work in that area. We haven't really experimented with that. Uh, but I don't see why not. It, the, the engine is really built. That's another thing about our engine is that you know, we'll pull in customer data from wherever, whether it's a social network, whether it's mm. Google Analytics, whether it's your own internal CRM system yeah. you have, or your... They're just data feeds to you. Exactly. Yeah. And so anything can come into the engine, then we filter, process, and produce these insights so then we can push that data anywhere you need mm. it to go, whether it's to Salesforce, whether it's to MailChimp, whether it's to your ad-serving platform, whatever it is. So... And, 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 you know, for us, it's really future-proofing as well, right? Because, I mean, we remember before there was Facebook, right? And one day <laughs> there will no longer be a Facebook, right? So all those other things that are going to happen, just making sure that our engine can consume all those pieces of information. Yeah, kind of future-proofed. So, exactly, yeah. exactly. Do you have a MySpace feed? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yep, for, what was his name? The first MySpace, Tom. Good old Tom. Remember, he'd be your first friend on MySpace. Yeah, but I, I think it's an important thing for marketers to really think about, right? Is that all these platforms are there and quite often you're literally giving your customers to Facebook when you're using Facebook login, right? Mm -hmm. Or vice versa. Yeah. They get access to all of that data and then they're just giving you a tiny slice of mm -hmm. what they want to show you. And that is one of the things that I want marketers to be able to do is to take their customer data back and say, you yeah. know what, we're going to use your tool, Facebook, and we're going to give you money and you're going to make us happy. That's good. Mm. But I want to own my customers, right? Yeah. I want to have a centralized database so that I can decide what I want to do with all my data. So in terms of, you know, creating an appreciation engine, it sounds amazing. So how many people involved in the business now? That's a really good question. So we have a core team of six at the moment here. Then we have support partners who are actually based in the UK and they help us with our 24-7 support because, you know, those are labels all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a couple of people um, down in California that also support us. But, you know, we moved back to Victoria two years ago um, and it's probably one of the best decisions we've made because I, I really believe that if you were happy with your uh, your personal life and yeah. what's happened. There was an election going on down in the States. <laughs> I might have heard about that. Yeah, and we were like, should we leave? We're on TN visas, right? So yeah. uh, coming back here has been amazing because, you know, it, it's been 15 years since I've lived in Victoria. And, you know, the tech scene has just really exploded here. And it's been so welcoming in the tech community because... 
you know, we were right there at Silicon Beach, as it's called, right? And um, people are very aggressive and not very collaborative. Mm-hmm. Whereas Canadians, uh, not to a fault, I think it's just how we are, but we're far more collaborative and want to help other companies succeed. And we just didn't get that sense of community in Santa Monica, right? Even though we were right in the WeWork office. It's offices. a lot more dog-eat-dog dog down there. Oh, so. yeah. And yeah. they're just like, they're literally like, it is like it is in the movies. They're raising money on a napkin, right? <laughs> and then we have guys working next to us. And I'm like, do they do any work in that office? Like, all they're doing is like playing video games and drinking beer. So... It's been so different to yeah. come back here and just, yeah, so, so amazing. That's not to say that people don't play video game, games and drink beer here. <laughs> yeah, but we do it but, after yeah. Friday at 4 o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. Not like Monday morning at 10. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think you're right. I mean, I can't vouch for anywhere else uh, in Canada because I haven't sort of worked in any other tech community. But what I think Victoria has, you know, just interacting with uh, companies here is it seems to be kind of right size, Goldilocks size. You know, it's it's not so big that people fly off all different angles or whatever. It's just the right size so that people feel that they can talk to each other uh, and collaborate and ask someone's opinion. Yeah. Because they're just around the corner or, or whatever. So yeah. I think that's that's one of the really neat things about being here. Whether it's the same in say Vancouver or Toronto or Montreal mm, or whatever, yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Um. So in terms of sort of marketing insights. Yes. Uh. The marketing insight, my big takeaway at the moment is just go straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, That's the easy way. It'll but, only take you four years, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, did, did you guys gain any insights, you know, in terms of did you do any marketing uh, other than just, by the sounds of it, some very fortunate networking? Yeah. You know, I was really thinking about this and... Um, the thing I kind of realized is that when we signed with Universal, we were like, oh, awesome. We're in the enterprise space now. We're going to play in the big with the big boys. And, you know, we modeled our brand and our website after our competitors in the space. And our competitors are crazy well-funded. They are huge organizations. Mm-hmm. And we thought to play in that space, we had to look and sound like those guys. Yeah. And when we moved back to Victoria, um, my gut the whole time had been telling me this is not right for us. And You're living a lie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it felt like that, right? Because you're always like, live your brand and your values and you need to be authentic. And uh, we rebranded um, about a year and a half ago. We totally changed our site. And... As one of my team said to me, our competitors look like a corporate bank, and they do, right? <laughs> That's what it's like in the enterprise space. It's all about, yeah. you know, your case Everything's studies. Blue. Super, yeah, <laughs> super serious. Fill in this like twenty-page lead form thing, mm. right, to get your document. And we really decided that that's not, that's not who we are. It's yeah. not how we wanted to run our business. That's not, you know, we're we're so different when we go into an enterprise company. They're like, oh, you know, there aren't like 20 layers of people. And yes, we have processes. Exactly, right? And that to me has been my biggest learning about marketing our business. It is just be yourself. And 
it's kind of that imposter syndrome, right? You yeah. think you have to be just like these other mm-hmm. people. And in fact, and what we always say, it's like you need to stand out from them, right? Yeah. You just need to describe your pros- describe your business clearly and be real about it. And people respond to that. And, you know, we sign another enterprise deal after we do that, right? So I think it makes a huge difference. So your big thing with uh, Universal was they said, you know, can you do this? And you said, well, we don't know. And they said, well, we'll give you some data and try. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so some real honesty there. About, yeah, no, totally. We've got this like, thing. We don't know what we yeah, can do. We were like, we can take your data and we can create all these profiles for you. And they were like, oh, can you? We're like, yes. They're like, <laughs> hmm. Because, you know, I mean, these guys are being pitched companies yeah. literally yeah. every day, right? Yeah. It, it's a very difficult position to be in. And... It's hard to get in there, but I really think if you're getting into the enterprise space, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You actually need to develop that relationship Mm. so they will give you a tiny bit of whatever you need to actually show the value of your system. Mm. And and that is really what we do now is by, you know, offering tries, paid trials with all our enterprise customers, but they want to see, right? Because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in our profession, right? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And um, I think that's an actual real detriment, right, mm. for all sort of SaaS products. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, you, you have to cut through that. And, by, and that's, you know, showing, showing what you can actually do. That's great. So here's a, a really a thing I was just thinking about that uh, I'm curious about. So uh, working with your husband your better half yes uh building this business together um that sounds quite stressful yes how, how, <laughs> how do you guys manage it so that you're just not talking about the business 24 7 or, or maybe you are yeah and what do you do to make sure that uh, at the end of the day you still have a relationship yeah. that, that's I, not about the business yes i get this question a lot and uh so jeff and i have worked together for 15 years and I would say for the first seven years, when we stepped in the door or when we used to work out of our house, right, when it was like seven and I'm like, <laughs> the work day is over. And I would say, that's it. We're not allowed to talk about work anymore, right? I need a separation wow. from work and home. And that did not work. In fact, it probably caused more problems because... Uh, Jeff is always germinating something, right? Yeah. And it's his subconscious just taking yeah, away. It is. And, and he wants to be able to talk about those things. Yeah. And so once I lifted my ban. The curfew. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it, it made a huge difference, right? And, uh, you know, to be honest, sometimes I'll be like, it's Sunday at three o'clock. Could we not talk about this right now? Could we talk about it tomorrow morning? But I am a lot more open mm. about that. It's it's a huge part of our lives, and you mm. can't really separate it from what we do. So, but it's much harder to do you know get that work life balance and you know anyone in a normal situation. Not yeah. that you're in an abnormal yes, situation. No. It's a very common situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in a, in in such a situation as that, which is a situation that I've been in as well. So uh, you yeah, know, so I, you know, I know yeah. exactly what it's like. Yes. Which is yeah, you know, and everybody manages it differently. Yeah. I think the other thing that I've really realized is that uh, we had a startup and then we had a kid and we still have a startup and a kid. 
And I didn't realize, uh, of course, right, it's gonna have a huge impact on your life, but it's really made me realize that there's more important things some days than the business, right? Yeah. It does give you that perspective. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really expect that to happen with the business side, right? And it really has allows me to sometimes just step back and be like, whoa, 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 we need to chill out about whatever we're yeah. discussing because there's other stuff we need to be doing, mm. right? There's more important things. So that's actually been a huge, uh, you know, they say kids teach you lessons. Well, there was my first one like right away, right? It's like, we're not saving lives with yeah. our technology, mm. but we are helping people do their mm. work more efficiently. That sounds great. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, sure. really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, you too, Paul. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Annabelle. For more info on Appreciation Engine, please visit get.theappreciationengine.com. For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher and YouTube, check out www.47insights.com. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, please get in touch. Until next time.